Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Hello, you are welcome to today's edition of Money Radio, a program that brings to you the latest developments in Nigeria's business and economy cycles and issues of business around the world. My name is Innocent Odo, and together we shall look at the perennial crisis of fair subsidy in Nigeria amid the economic downturn in the country. But before we do that, I have very special guests with me in the studio. Uh, I have to welcome uh, Nse Anthony Uko. Nse Anthony Uko is an experienced analyst in oil and gas uh, industry. Nse, you're welcome to the program. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, we also have in the studio Case Hammond. Case Hammond is also an experienced hand when it comes to the oil and gas industry. Case, you're welcome. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Uh, before we go into the issue of the day, let's take some news uh, items around Nigeria and other parts of the world. An expert in the petroleum engineering, Professor Wumi Olalere, has said that the Federal Ministry of Petroleum Resources needs to be rebounded to fit into the recommendations of the Petroleum Industry Bill currently passed by the uh, National Assembly. Aladere made this known while while analyzing different portions of the bill in an interview with the news agency of Nigeria on Sunday. Both chambers of the National Assembly on July 1 passed the PIB, currently awaiting harmonization before asking by the president. The experts said that the institution of the minister is of great concern, adding that the capacity in the Ministry of Petroleum is limited and not equipped to support the functions of the office of the minister in the PIB. He called on the he called for the reconfiguration, restructuring and rebounding of the ministry in order to support the PIB demands for policy sustainability beyond a one-term minister in office. Now, the Minister of uh, Transportation, Rotimi Amechi, had said that there's a lot of risks involved in giving contracts to local contractors in the rail in, in the rail line. Uh, he said to use indigenous contractors for rail projects will be signing Nigeria's debt warrant as they are more of commission agents. These were the sentiments of the minister while commenting on issues of local content for the ongoing rail projects. According to Amechi, indigenous contractors have failed to meet some prerequisite stipulations such as five years experience in rail construction. He said that most of these local contractors can be likened to commission agents and considering them for such projects is tantamount to signing the debt warrants of Nigerians. The minister stated this in Lagos while monitoring the progress of work done on the lagos Ibadan Rail Corridor about uh, a month after its commissioning. Now, the Chinese embassy in Nigeria is partnering with the GAC Motors to promote industrialization in Nigeria, especially in the automobile sector. Our indications to this development emerged during the official signing of agreements and handover of GAC cars to the Chinese embassy in Abuja at the weekend, even as Nigerians stand to benefit from the employment opportunities and skill acquisition the agreement offers. The Chinese ambassador to Nigeria, Kyu Chiun, in his remarks during the event, said the Chinese embassy is working on how Nigeria and how China and Nigeria can work together to develop their industries, especially in the automobile industry. He expressed optimism that the collaboration will help to develop high-quality products in Nigeria in the future. 
and the operatives of the National Drug Law Enforcement Agency, NDLEA, have intercepted a consignment of 26.150 kilograms of heroin with a street value of over 6.5 billion naira at the Mutala Mohammed International Airport. The illicit drug had arrived Lagos in 25 parcels from, the, from South Africa through an airpiece airline flight on 30th of June 2021 and was detained for screening following reasonable suspicion of the content of the consignment. A follow-up operation was subsequently carried out the following day, 1st of July, when narcotics officers of the Mutala Mohammed International Airport Command trailed the driver and a clearing agent that was assigned to deliver the consignment to the house of a baron named Dochuku Moro. Now that is it for the news. Uh, let's return to the issues uh, we are going to talk about today, which is... Uh, the lingering fuel subsidy crisis uh, that has dogged the Nigerian economy over the years, and uh, I let me start with you uh, and say, Anthony Oko, the fuel subsidy regime in Nigeria has really become a, a real problem to the uh, the federal government, and the oil industry uh, is having this crisis um, as a result of uh, what people may say is actually self-inflicted, uh, probably lack of investment. Uh, in the in the sector in building the refineries and today we have to import more oil you know to meet local consumption what exactly are your thoughts on this particular issue well i think nigeria has not um, taken the issue of um, refining petroleum locally seriously i think a lot of um, People, they, they, they seem to have something to gain from Nigeria continuing to import petroleum from abroad. Because how, how can you imagine it that Nigeria, the seventh largest producer of crude oil in the world, is importing refined products for its citizens? It's, it's actually laughable. So I think Nigerians have, the Nigerian government is not yet serious about ending the issue of um, this uh, importation of fuel. The Nigerian government is not serious about ending the issue of importation of fuel and uh, it has had a toll, the hardship on Nigerians in the last couple of years. Case uh, Hammond. Importing fuel, you know, for a country like Nigeria is that is among the uh, petroleum exporting uh, countries. That's OPEC, Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. I understand that Nigeria appears to be the only country among this uh, oil cartel that imports what it already has in the country. What do you make of that? Well, importing fuel, just like uh, my colleague Nse said, is uh, it's laughable. Looking at uh, the fact that Nigeria, as of the last uh, information we got from the Ministry of Finance, produces, no, um, Nigeria uh, spends as much as 150 billion naira per annum, not per annum, per month. 150 billion naira per month on fuel. Multiply that by 12 months, you have 1.8 trillion. 
All of that money is what should have been used for capital projects, building of roads, improving electricity, building hospitals, building schools, and all of that. That goes to uh, subsidizing fuel. We will have to consider the fact that there is no budget for subsidy in the country's annual budget. There is no. Uh, they, were, they were for some previous budgets. Yes. But in the recent ones, uh, especially that of 2021, I think there's no. There is no. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, so there's no provision there for fuel subsidy. And the fact that there is no provision and the government is subsidizing fuel means that the money is coming from somewhere. And that place is what should have the money meant for capital projects should have been pumped into. But. Uh, Nigerians will have to suffer it because um, once there's no money for capital projects, our roads are going to continue to get bad and um, electricity and other infrastructure pro- uh, uh, problems are going to linger on. And that puts the government in the tight corner because the government's hands are tied. Where does the money come from to carry out these capital projects? And that means the government is going to have to continue to borrow and borrow and borrow. This fuel subsidy thing is actually not a wise thing. There has to be a way out of it. Hmm. There has to be a way out of it, Nse. Uh, But um, the group managing director of uh, the NMPC, uh, Mr. Mele Kiari, once advocated that fuel should in fact sell for 256 naira per litre because uh, of the the issues of subsidy and uh, he said that they cannot the NMPC cannot carry that burden of subsidizing fuel anymore now hear what he said recently the group managing director of NMPC Melekari had advocated for a petrol to be selling for 256 naira per liter in the country adding that there about 150 billion is being paid monthly on subsidy now, he also said that between January and June 2001, uh, sorry, yes, 2001, the subsidy translated to about 900 billion, while the nation's daily uh, fair consumption level stood at about 60 million liters in January. The o- o- corporation said the trend later rose to 102 million liters. So you can see that the trend has been going up. Uh, Nigeria, you know, consumes 60 million liters in a day and all these ones are all imported because i understand that the the four refineries that we have in nigeria don't produce up to even a million liters and we consume 60 million liters so all the other ones are to be imported now importing the fuel for instance uh, uh, inse the landing cost of importation is the problem here and that is why they are talking about removing this subsidy so that the market forces cannot dictate how much Nigerians can actually pay for that. But that has become a problem over the years because if Nigerians will have to pay for fuel this much, then that's going to be a very big problem for Nigerians buying fuel. What do you say to that? Yeah. Um, you would notice that when, the, when crude oil, the price of crude oil was down, like... Um, during the pandemic period, oil went down to, it even got to minus at a period. But and all those periods when it was still very low, Nigeria was not subsidizing. 
That is because the cost at which they were buying uh, refined products was um, they were able to sell it at the current pump price within the country without having to add to it. So at, then it was okay. But as the price of crude oil in the international market rises, the price of refined product per liter also rises internationally. And that's as, um, as an NPC imports. It means that this landing cost is now the difference between what it sells, what it imports at, and what it has to sell within to um, filling stations within the country who will now sell it on to, to the Nigerian citizens. So, while that, with that, the issue of um, the landing cost it's going to continue we because we have it um recent data projection shows that the price of crude oil will keep rising yes. so that means that we are going to see the landing cost also rising yes. and then nnpc will have to will be subsidizing it more and more so but, I don't know how they they but, plan to su- sustain that. But they are talking about removing the subsidy. What, what it then means is that they are going to, you know, open it like they want to deregulate it. Now, finally, after all the talk about deregulation all the, over the years, is it possible case that they are going to deregulate the sector and allow market forces to actually determine, you know, how much Nigerians would, pay, would now pay uh, for the premium motor spirit? That's uh, uh, fuel. We want to note that um, we are not at the worst stage yet. It's going to get worse than this. Like uh, that's scary. Yes, it's going to get worse because um, as economies reopen uh, post COVID nineteen, of course, uh, internationally post I mean COVID nineteen is beginning to drop in major economies, economies that buy Nigeria's crude oil, such as India. Their COVID-19 cases are dropping and they are going to require more oil. And uh, with the increased demand, the price of uh, crude oil is going to rise. And that, happen- that is happening with other countries. Coupled with that, we also see that shale producers, you know, the shale gas, the shale oil, yes. shale producers having burnt their hands before, uh, a bit skeptical about investing into shale gas shale, yeah. shale and because they are skeptical they are still watching to see how high this thing is going to go before they start to produce and as since they are not producing and with opex well cautious product uh, production uh, quota the price of crude oil is going to rise and that means the price the subsidy is going to increase uh, since NNPC, they import fuel, but yeah, they uh, seem to be the only one. Yeah, they are the only fuel. ones produce. Yes, um, if we look at it um, internationally, you know there is this website that gives real-time information about the the, the average cost of fuel. We pay well. The average is just about. 
$2.20 right now, the average, the global average. And that means we are even paying a little lower than the global average. We don't know where our importers import their fuel from. Whatever it is, we are going to, uh, the, the federal government is going to bear the brunt of a fuel subsidy. Uh, Mr. Hammond, please, can you hold your thought on that? Let's take a short break. We'll be back. Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Okay, welcome back. We are still discussing the fuel subsidy crisis uh, rocking Nigeria. And uh, I'm, I'm still here with uh, Anthony Uko and Kiss Hammond uh, doing justice to the topic. Uh, you were making a point before we went on that short break. Yeah. So at the current rate of um, importation, if um, we are subsidized, if government is subsidizing fuel at the rate of 1.8 trillion per annum, that's about 13.3% of the budget. With 13.3% of the budget, and we are the price of uh, crude oil on Brent uh, as of Friday, at the end of the week, last week, was around $73 or 74 but it's going to go up and um, if the price of crude oil continues to rise that means maybe by the end of this year it will go as much as hundred dollars that means the federal government will have to subsidize even more maybe the percentage of subsidy may go up to 20 percent of the country's budget or even more that puts us in a hard place now, place. government is in a difficult position. You can see between the rock and the hard place or between the devil and the deep blue sea because of socio-economic sit- uh, 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 implications that we may discuss. Okay, um, back to you, Nse. Um The NMPC uh, is really having a tough time now uh, trying to address this matter. And uh, it's really draining on the NMPC's uh, uh, resources. And of course, you know, some couple of months ago, the NMPC uh, uh, Group Managing Director once said that the remittances to the state might be zero allocation to states, you know, because of uh, the deep crisis they are facing in their own resources. So you can see that it's already telling on, um, you know, on the nation. So I don't know, I don't know how you're going to put it to them so that they will understand the implication of what is happening to their own uh, you know, side. Yeah, what? for the past few months, um, the NNPC's remittance to the federal Federation account has been win- uh, dwindling. It has been on the decline. And um, for the month of July, the NNPC has already sounded a warning that they are going to have zero remittance to the Federation account. And um, components that goes into the Federation account include um, oil royalties, then um, the NNPC's uh, uh, receipt from sale of crude oil and, and all that, and then taxes and VAT. So it means that what the country has been using in the last couple of months is mainly from um, taxes and VAT, from what the FIRS collects and, and, and VAT, from, because there has not been much in terms of remittance from the NNPC. And this month that we are in, 
there may likely be none from the NNPC. That's a serious crisis. That's serious crisis already. Mm-hmm. And at the level that government, um, at the level of government borrowing now, it's it holds serious implication for the for the government financing its operation. It means that um, there there will be much more borrowing. Of course, we saw last week the um, the federal government sending a bill to the National Assembly for the approval of more loans. Mm-hmm. More point, loans. 2.3 trillion. 2.3 naira loans yes. to fund the budget, to fund the operations of government. And we also see that a lot of this borrowing has, also, uh, has been going into... Um, they are mainly for recurrent expenditure. Like my colleague Case mentioned, it means that um, capital expenditure is at risk. Cap- funding of capital projects is at risk. And how does that impact on the lives of citizens? It means that the basic necessities like roads, schools, um, housing, infrastructure that ought to be provided, they'll be... Uh, they'll continue... To, they'll not um, be able to provide them. So with that... I really don't, but government need to look seriously into the issue of managing this issue of subsidy. And that takes me to what I find very disturbing. The fact that um, we are not able to know what what quantity we consume Uh is a big issue. Yes, it's a big issue indeed because um, there are figures being bandied around. I remember that uh, before this government came to power, uh, the previous administration of President Goodluck Jonathan uh, told Nigerians that we consume 30 million liters of shell in a day. Uh, this government then in opposition disputed uh, that figure, uh, claiming that it could actually be much less than the, the claim of 30 million. Now we are here and they are in power. They are telling us now it is 60 million plus that we consume in a day. So we are confused about how they came about those kind of figures. I'm supp- I'm thinking that they are, the figures should actually be going down, you know. But then we are having a, a, a figure skyrocketing to 60 million, you know, between 60 million and 102 million liters a day. So I think there's some issue that uh, we may not readily understand as ASA is saying. Uh, you know about the, the distance so but how then do we arrive at a particular figure that is suitable you know for the number of uh, the, the, the the liters of fear that we consume in a day do we have any mechanism to identify that yeah there are mechanisms the dpr publishes the number of um truck in um petrol the number of trucks that's coming each um, each day. He publishes it on a daily basis and then aggregates it. So uh, I don't know how uh, how come it is that most times the the DPR and the NNPC they are always having different figures when it comes to the number of um, liters that Nigerians consume every month or daily which um, translates to monthly and then so Nigeria keeps um, 
and and NNPC as the sole importer of uh, uh, fuel should be in position to to have the very accurate figure. But NNPC itself is um, doesn't seem to have that. So I don't I I, I don't um, quite understand how that should be an issue. More so when the importation is not done by different yes. um, uh, people, people, different organizations or, or parties. parties. Only one party does the importation. So, and now, the issue of smuggling yes, comes I was coming in. To, I was coming to that. Yeah, but you can go ahead. The issue of smuggling comes in. NNPC has alluded that uh, most of the, the balance of what we consume and what it imports is being smuggled out of the uh, uh, to the neighboring countries. Mm. Is that possible enough? <laughs> Hi. Do you believe that uh, the balance, you know, is uh, being smuggled to neighboring countries, and uh, we don't have mechanism to check those kind of uh, development case? I think it is possible that smuggling across the borders are going on what i find unbelievable is government doesn't seem to be able to stop it why i i i i sincerely don't understand why why must government be paying for the consumption of other citizens or uh, of other countries i don't understand why because there should be border controls to stop a truck going across uh, a border. A truck is not like uh, you are putting peanuts in your pocket or uh, candies in your pocket. Yes, uh, it's a visible thing. So why can they track these trucks? If you know the amount of uh, the number of trucks that go to a certain state, a certain bordering state, you should be able to say how many filling stations are there. What's the consumption rate of uh, the people in those states or those bordering towns? Mm. You should be able to determine that. You can't have uh, millions of bar uh, of uh, millions of liters of crude oil. I'm sorry, not crude oil, uh, petrol, going across your border, and you say you don't. You, it's not controllable. I find that uh, unbelievable. There's another thing I want you to look at uh, on this uh, particular issue. Um, the impact of this on the economy because Nigerians are already apprehensive about a possible hike in the pump price of uh, premium motor spirit. Uh, when the NMPC uh, group managing director talked about, or in fact, rather proposed uh, that um, fuel price should be around uh, 256 naira per liter, uh, a lot of people are seeing it as uh, like uh, flying the kite, you know, testing the ground. For a possible increase in the pump price of fuel. Now, Nigerians are already having difficult times, you know, with the recent increases in the pump price of uh, petroleum products. Now, how can we as a people uh, cope with another increase in fuel price if the so called deregulation is not done in a manner that will, you know, reflect the market forces they were talking about? I said earlier, a little bit earlier, that government finds itself between the rock and the hard place or between the devil and the deep blue sea. 
and uh, the reason is not far fetched. Listen, uh, the subsidy issue during say between 2014-2015, we know that uh, the government then was uh, agitating. Let's increase the price of fuel to 140-145. And uh, we are having more than that right now, but we are still uh, still fuel subsidy going on. So what is going on there is this is it. Those product or that product or petroleum products are bought in dollars, hard currency. We buy in Nigeria local using local currency. We need to understand that between 2015 and now the value of the naira has depreciated more than double. Yes. And so what we could afford then, what uh, Nigerian residents could afford then, is difficult now, especially so you people's salaries are hardly being uh, 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 salary increase is hardly going on. So imposing more of such uh, burden on people will actually result in a serious uh, uproar, a backlash from the citizenry. And if that happens, there will be socio-economic uh, uh, implications, which will still uh, spiral down into uh, or down spiral into some other thing. But so, essay. Uh, Nigerians are saying, okay, uh, we may have had crisis of uh, fuel subsidy, but then there's a, a refinery coming on, on stream, the Dangote refinery. And one, one may, may, may ask, how much of that, you know, would uh, add value to the Nigerian economy, especially in this sector? How would the Dangote refinery, for instance, uh, stop this crisis that we're having, especially the issue of uh, fuel subsidy? And I want you to also add, because of uh, time, uh, the issue of uh, uh, the impact, you know, a looming fuel price increase will have on the Nigerian people who are already, uh, you know, at a very difficult uh, situation now. Okay. Um, really, Nigerians are, are looking forward to the um, to Dangote refinery uh, resuming operations, starting operations come next year. We are hoping, Nigerians are hoping that that will put an end to the lingering issue of importing um, refined products. The Dangote refinery is coming up with 650,000 barrels per day. And that is even looking forward to exporting its refined products to other countries. So that being the case, it means that um, at least you say charity begins at home. Nigerians will have to be satisfied first before he thinks of um, importing. If um, if so, with that with that in uh, in the pipeline, it may it may be um, a savior, a solution to this issue. But on, on the other hand, we just have to see since. Um, it's uh, crude is sold at the international price. The Dangote will have to buy it at the prevailing rate. So if um, he's buying at the prevailing rate and refining, he won't be able to sell at the subsidized price that Nigeria is 
currently enjoying. Yes. So that may just um, uh, spoil the entire it thing. Defeat the, defeat the purpose. So except we hope that um, NNPC would come in and good a thing they are already uh, picking up a 20% um, stake in Dangote refinery that NNPC would come in with some sort of subsidy this time around subsidizing production not necessarily co- uh, subsidizing uh, consumption subsidy. like it is doing and um, that I think may go a long way to to ease the issue I'm having this little fear okay can you, Dangote, can you do that in uh, 30 seconds? Yes, uh, the Dangote refinery is supposed to produce 102 million liters a day. Is it 102 or 650,000 barrels. barrels? Yes, we should translate to 102 million liters okay. per day. Okay. okay. Yes. With uh, the current figures being released by NNPC, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, consumption is right now at 102 million. Yes. Well, <laughs> that means <laughs> by the time Dangote Refinery comes on uh, stream, we may hardly have enough to <laughs> to, 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 to to supply the Nigerian market. Uh, I wonder if it's something that they uh, they are just uh, putting uh, pushing to the public that uh, this refinery will not be adequate to meet Nigeria's demand. I don't understand. But how so, can we go from uh, 30 million, 50 million, 60 million, and then we are now at uh, 102 million? I think, esen- I think it, essentially the NNPC will just have to clean up its books and um, let us have an accurate figure so that Nigeria will be able to move from there. Yeah, otherwise okay. they just uh, negate the entire make nonsense of the Dangote refinery. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I've been uh, having some nice time discussing this issue with Mr. Anthony Uko. So thank you so much uh, for your thoughts. Thank you. And the uh, case uh, Hammond, yes, thank you so much uh, for your thoughts on this uh, particular topic. Okay, uh, listener, on that note, we end today's edition of Monday Radio. And we promise to bring you a bumper edition when next will come. Thank you. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.